0: We are on the lift. This is Lance. We have a nice little episode here for you today. I am recording this on February 8th, 2021. We've got postcards from Dan, a new little thing we're going to do over the next month while Dan follows his dream of spending a significant amount of time In a mountain town and taking a break from the usual grind. We're also going to hear about snow guns. Backyard do-it-yourself snowmaking. And we're going to have
1: a classic puck it or chuck it. So stay tuned. Here we go. Thank you for listening to On The Lift Podcast. A Runaway Dumpster production. Live from Greenwater Studios... This is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore.
0: All right, so we are back on the live. Lance here. I'm going to give you a little preview to this little section we're going to run for the next four or five weeks called Postcards from Dan. My good friend and Mike's good friend, Dan Glover, and his wife Lori Glover are spending the month of February and the first part of March in Utah, just south of Salt Lake. Dan's a longtime skier, lifelong skier, and this is just something he's wanted to do. He wanted to spend a month, you know, kind of kind of follow that dream but do it in a, a calculated way do it in a way that's going to be soul satisfying but but you know do all he could to um, to dot I's and cross T's and keep his job and and those sorts of things so anyways Dan's got a great start to his story that you're going to hear from uh, in just a couple minutes here um, now I need to apologize to the listeners because I had what I thought was a fantastic recording of Dan's first Three hours of his drive. Not that I recorded three hours of him driving, but him summarizing it. And I'm probably gonna have to have him come back to it because only Dan, Dan could tell the tale about leaving his home in Gig Harbor, Washington, and getting um, only three hours along his 15-hour roughly drive when he had some major, major vehicle uh, issues, some some mechanical issues on on the car he's driving. Long story short within two hours of pulling the car into the Ford dealership and literally abandoning it there and telling the guy he'll pick it up in a month and hopefully he can have it fixed by then. And after negotiating with a couple car dealers for a couple uh, on potentially purchasing a car right there on the spot, Dan and Lori made their way to the Pasco Airport where they were able to find, uh, uh, I think it's an excursion that met their requirements it had rails so that they could put the uh the rooftop box on it it had a trailer hitch and it had plenty of room for you know whatever putting other people in the car and going up to the mountain whenever they decided to go skiing so with that unfortunate uh, recording problem that i think was probably my fault but i'm not sure um we have the tale of Dan and Lori heading to Salt Lake, to just at the base of the Little Cottonwood Canyon, where their story is gonna begin as soon as they arrive. They're actually arriving right now and moving into their house. This recording is Dan documenting um, the planning that went into it as, uh, as, as he's been looking forward to this trip for months now. So here, here we go. So last March, Lori
2: and I were on a trip down to Utah. We were staying in Park City, skiing at Deer Valley, and, um, you know, on the on our Icon Pass deal. And one day into a three-day trip, um, the mountains all shut down for COVID. And so the next day was this beautiful sunny day, and we had nothing to do, so we're just wandering around Park City on this sunny day and, and uh, looking in the shops and what have you. And I'm literally looking at the guy plowing the parking lot and just going, man, I could do that. I, and finally, Lori turns to me and just says, you need to figure out how to make that happen. You need to <laughs> work for your current company from here or you need to um, quit your job and get a job down here plowing the parking lot or something like that. And without saying it, she's like, "I've been listening to this for thirty years. <laughs> you need to figure out how to make this work so you can move to a mountain town. I'm tired of listening to you." Um, so, uh, so I come back, and of course, then everybody goes into full COVID mode, where um, working from home, and and you know, I'm in the construction business. We don't do it's kind of hard to work from home. However, we did the same thing. We got everybody laptops and started making that happen, and so that that combined with then the market crashes and I'm thinking I'm three years away from retirement. And then like everybody else's, my 401k gets cut in half. And I'm like, I'm 300 years. (laughs) (laughs) And at the same time, I'm reading a book you may be familiar with called um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And Uh uh, the chapter I happened to be reading was basically about, um, you know, Leaps of faith, doing what makes you feel uncomfortable, you know. Say why not? Don't say why. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I really can't make this thing happen. I should look into it. So then I spend a couple of weeks literally looking for jobs at the University of Utah and um, <laughs> and other contractors and those sorts of things down there, and just starting to explore that. Right. And it's kind of in preparation for talking to. Um, uh, the I to I work for, and saying, Hey, look, here's the deal. I need to do this for my mental health and for myself and for my marriage and for my kids and everybody else. And this is just something I got to do. And I'm thinking, you know what? I might literally be working now until I'm 75, not 60. So I need to do this now while I can still do it, right?
1: Um, sure.
2: And so over the course of the summer, you know, things get better as far as being able yeah. to work remote and, and it, be, it becomes more of a reality. So I get everything uh teed up in about September. I mean I even went rented the uh I mean I rented the house, um found that, got all that stuff kind of done by around the 1st of October, and then I went to my bosses and presented my plan to them, and I've been working for the same company for 32 years, okay? And they both looked at me and
3: said, "That sounds awesome." <laughs> Really? Right. So it was a really tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> You're all puckered and ready to give the oh, five paragraph was... of essay presentation and they're like exactly. Do it. Why didn't you ask us five years ago? <laughs> yeah, so I literally
2: said I am going to live in Salt Lake this winter for a month. I said I'm either going to um you know, get a job or I'll work for you until then and then quit and get a job for somebody else when I come back or whatever whatever works for you guys. I said, you know, my preference would be to try and make it work where I can stay, you know, working for you guys.
3: And yeah. they
2: both just shrugged their shoulders. Like, yeah, let's do it.
3: And so, <laughs> I like it. Yeah.
2: And, and one of the two brothers that I work for, I do ski with all the time at crystal. So he's pumped because he's probably going to try and come down. Yeah. And And, um, and then the other brother, uh, you know, just yesterday, we, we've talked about it a lot in the last couple of weeks as we're kind of getting things teed up. and, He's basically saying, because we're the same age, and he's saying, mm-hmm. I really, really want this to work because they have a, a, a house down in Phoenix they love to go to. And he's like, because I'm going to do mine next. And uh-huh. if, if this works, there's no reason, as long as we don't all go on at the same time. You can rotate. Yeah, that we can't do something like this, um, you know, for the next several years. And like I told him, I'm either going to retire in a couple years, or if I can do this every year, this is really no reason I want to retire.
3: Yeah, so you love what this, you do, so, yeah.
2: yeah. So then, you know, maybe I'll work for you for another five years, another seven years, something like that. So um, this is kind of the the test case for if this can work at our small – because we're a very small company, um, you know, relatively. Like if somebody's on vacation, someone else is covering for them.
0: Right. Because there's,
2: there's only so many of us, and, and there's, you know, so much work to do.
3: Yeah. Um, well, cool. So you've got uh, – you're going to be there a month. And you mentioned previously you got a, a flow of people coming down to ski with you.
2: Yes. So I've got people coming pretty we have somebody coming every weekend, you know, basically extended weekends every yeah. weekend and then possibly a few other drop ins and then the rest of it all will either be skiing during the week with Lori or um you know, I'm gonna squeeze some I gotta squeeze some work in there
3: somewhere. Yeah. Too, so how big a house did you rent?
2: So I rented the downstairs
3: it's a daylight basement,
2: two bedroom, one uh one bath. Apartment that's that's, I'm guessing it's probably fifteen hundred square feet. Oh,
3: nice! Very so nice. It's the and entire
2: you, it's the entire downstairs of. Well, you, uh, you
3: mentioned it's a prime location. Describe yes.
2: it. Yes, ten. So uh, if you know Salt Lake, it's yes. uh, I'm on the ninety four hundred north, uh, ninety four hundred south road, which is the exact same alignment as Little Cottonwood Canyon up to okay. Alta Snowbird. I am ten point four miles from Alta.
3: Perfect. Do you plan to mostly ski Alta Snowbird or do you think you're going to go up into the Park City Canyon with the, I'll probably or the do Big everything. Cottonwood either?
2: Yeah. So, uh, so because of the icon, I'm unlimited at Solitude and I get eight days at Brighton, eight days at Alta Snowbird and eight days at Deer Valley. So I will, when the guests come down, we're going to kind of be bouncing around everywhere they want to ski. And okay. then, I mean, I guarantee you I will use all my Alta Snowbird days because uh, Alta is my favorite yeah. mountain down here. But then right. there's also a place out of, uh, called Powder Mountain that has okay. become one of my favorites. Okay. So we're going to go up there a couple of times at least, and I'll just, you know, obviously just buy a ticket. When we're up
3: yeah. There. That'd be worth it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. What the heck? You're getting all that other quote unquote free skiing or sunk cost yep. skiing for that. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to call you next week and see how your first yeah. week of Shredding Alta goes. And, uh, Gosh, thanks for sharing all that, Dan. I appreciate it. Yo, that sounds great, and I look forward to checking out with you. All right, more postcards from Dan coming up in the future. All right, Dan, thanks, man. Okay, see you Dave. bye. All right, bye.
0: As always, we would love to hear from you guys. Our number for calling in and leaving us a message is 253 260 4577. That's 253 260 4577. It'll speed things up if you can just preface it by saying, Yeah, you're, you're welcome to use this on the air. And then we can decide if we use your voice on the air. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, on the lift podcast. And we're having some fun dialogue with some of our uh, loyal listeners there, getting some great story ideas. And you're going to hear um, from some of our Instagram friends over the next couple weeks. There's just some really great creativity out there. And uh, our webpage, on the lift so anyways, we have got some um, some more content on this this uh, episode. Instead of just covering one thing or one person, we've got a few little different things to cover. We're going to roll right into a short interview that Mike did on making your own snow. He talks to our buddy Jeff, uh, Jeff Loftall, who's got an amazing setup for um, when the temperature drops to a certain temperature and the air is at a certain, you know, whatever, dryness and that kind of stuff, he's able to fill up his yard and and uh, make some powder dreams right out of his own back door. So, with no further ado, I am going to switch it over to Mike's conversation with Jeff. Okay, and we're back on the lift. I'm going to pull my mask
4: down for a second and try to air my goggles out. So, Jeff, uh, a lot of people would think it is not something that the Northwest is very conducive to making snow in your own backyard, but you've been able to figure it out and just from like a very high level, what, what are the components that you need to make that happen? What are, uh, y- I know you need water and air. Kind of walk me through uh, your setup with, without giving away any proprietary secrets.
5: Well, first and foremost, you have to have cold. So that's where the downside of the Northwest is. You need to have a, at least 28 degrees and falling or 28 degree wet bulb, which is a whole nother thing you can look into. But once you have 28 degrees, now you can start to nucleate uh water droplets which will then attach to just plain water droplets and make snow so it's kind of kind of make making uh whipping up something and cooking it Uh, you just make sure the components are right so to get the uh, process going you need compressed air and you don't necessarily need compressed uh high pressure water but that definitely helps with the more advanced system basic system if you had six degree Uh, water pressure on your house you try balancing it out with a 60 degree pounds of pressure with your air compressor and mix it all together you can make snow uh as you get more advanced then you're using you know something similar to a pressure washer and and with the math you can calculate your nozzle size so you're not you know spraying at 1200 psi but more down to the four and five hundred psi and and if you just do
4: compressed water you're just going to make ice so you got to have the air in there to fluff it up, and it's not as simple as just freezing water droplets. It's you're you're actually creating snow out of like just d- different particles, water droplets in the air that all nucleate and form a. You're making a true snowflake. Is that is that am I saying it correctly?
5: Sort of, yes. Yeah. So uh, on the nucleation part, when you make a a, a snow gun, you're compressing or uh, taking compressed air forcing it through a nozzle with a small i mean a microscopic uh, water droplet and when it races through the nozzle and expands it gets super cooling so it's like negative 30 degrees which wow. forms this really small ice crystal and then the ice crystal attaches to a larger water droplet which then it
4: instantly freezes and there's your snowflake so that's awesome so the that compressed air coming out and that speed and that pressure change is uh definitely different than just going out and, and, and spraying a spray bottle and freezing air it's dropping the temperature at the nozzle that's pretty fascinating lots of science going on there how much snow can you make in an evening if the conditions are, are perfect well i can make a couple feet i'm running about nine gallons a minute with
5: two guns i could run nine gallons a with one gun that's just the volume i have but oh i'd say probably a hundred foot by hundred foot area uh, with the deepest
4: two, three feet in the middle and down to just trace at the ends. That's crazy. Well, we're at the top of Green Valley, so uh, <clears throat> definitely uh, snow is possible to make in your backyard. I've seen it happen. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. But like Jeff said, you gotta have just the right conditions to do it and, and be ready to, uh, to get it all turned on and you can make enough snow to be sledding in overnight. So anyway, we're at the top of the hill. We're gonna make some runs, but uh, yeah, that was Jeff on snowmaking. Yeah, we'll uh, post up some, some pictures of uh, Jeff's, not only does he have the infrastructure to make snow, but he spent a lot of time in the summer dialing in a perfect uh, ski slope in his backyard. So um, we'll, we'll post up some pictures of man-made snow there, plus when nature helped us out a little bit and we were getting powder turns. So, heading down the hill.
0: snowmaking how cool yeah jeff's really got that thing dialed in we'll put some pictures on the site um hey while well, we've got you call us 253-260-4577 i know i mentioned it earlier but you can find us on instagram leave us a message there and also our website on the Mike's got one final huck it or chuck it, and that will be it for the day. Thanks for tuning in, all you great listeners. We love you. All right. We're
4: liking Green Valley this morning. We're back on it. So I've got Eric with me here. Eric, uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, participate in our new segment of the show called Huck It or Chuck It. You're familiar with how Huck It or Chuck It works, right? Of course. First of all, tell me a little bit about yourself, Eric. Uh I'm 18. I've been skiing crystal my whole life and uh, it's home. Nice, nice, me too. So we're multi-generational crystal skiers here. Huck it or chuck it, skiing in onesies. I'm talking about like, you know, the uh, the guy you see with the full-on eagle on the back, Captain USA outfit, or the yeah, and the the fake Oakley blades. I
2: said huck it.
4: Huck it? Yeah. Definitely. And what what about the is you just think they're inspiring to see people? I think it just changes everyone's demeanor. If someone sees a guy like that, you're just like, you know, that's what we like to see. That's someone who really likes just to carve them out. go hard. I I say okay okay I, I I I get you on that. I think I think I'll say huck it if it's a special like if it snowed a bunch. Mm, yeah. Then uh, then I'd say go for it. Um, got one more for you, wearing a we're in a snorkel on your goggle strap on powder days you gotta hug it oh you gotta send out so hard yeah definitely oh yeah okay well thanks for playing eric you got anything you want to uh promote go check out a youtube channel called salmon slayers tv we have excellent fishing content if you're into fishing salmon slayers tv on youtube they're also you can hit them up on the gram uh fish with these guys a lot so if you're into fishing as well
1: check them out no, On the Lift Podcast is a production of Runaway Dumpster LLC. Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, feedback box, and our call in number.